I pre-qual my buyers in under two minutes. Do you? Learn the eight questions I asked to get all the information I need to know whether or not it makes sense to go beyond two minutes. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. This is the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. Buckle your your seatbelt and prepare to learn how to legally make six figures investing in real estate with no money, no credit check, and nothing but a computer and internet connection. Learn how you too can begin generating buyers and sellers for free today and why you're only two calls away from making a $10,000 or more payday while never leaving the comfort of your home. And now, your host, the virtual real estate investor, Vincent Polisi. All right, Investor Nation, here we go. Sure you've heard this plenty of times before. It's called Time is Money and We Don't Want to Waste Time. So you're about to find out why I pre-qualify buyers in under two minutes in the exact questions, all eight of them that I use every single time when I do it. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. <laughs> you think I'm with you? I am not with you. And now, it's time for Coffees for Closers Only. Listen as Vincent walks you step-by-step -step through sales closing techniques, objection handling, pre-qualification questions, the four buying personality types, NLP, and everything related to professionally closing sales. So the reason for the pre-qualification and the reason it's done in under two minutes is because people will allow you to entertain them on the phone for hours if you let them, don't do it. If you're going to spend time with someone, you need to make sure that they are pre-qualified and that today is payday or sometime in the very near future is payday. And if it's not going to be payday and there's no way that it'll ever be payday, you need to understand that so you can get off the phone and move on to a qualified prospect. So the buyers that we're referring to here are owner finance, rent to own, lease option, lease purchase, any variation of subject to land contracts, the typical owner finance scenarios. So let's get into the eight questions so you can understand exactly exactly what we're doing here. If a lead has inquired and I'm calling them back, the very first question that I'm going to ask them is, did I catch you at a good time? The reason for that is, is because I don't want to be mid-pitch with a prospect for them to have to go pick up their kids, go into a business meeting, go back to work, whatever. I want to be able to make sure that we have a smooth, consistent flow in the conversation so that we can get to closing. And by closing, I'm talking about closing them on moving forward with us on the property or on one of our joint venture agreements or whatever deal type we're doing. I want to make sure that I don't get interrupted mid-spiel. Mid Okay. Very, very bad. It's tough to bring it back around if you get cut off. So you want to make sure you don't get cut off. The next thing that you want to find out is, is there anybody else that's going to be helping you make this decision? In other words, who's the decision maker? Are they going to be hitting you with the appealing to the higher authority close after you've wasted all your time explaining everything to them, to their satisfaction, only for them to tell you, well, I need to run this by my husband or, well, I need to run this by my attorney or my financial advisor or Aunt Bessie, whoever. You've got to find that information out up front. Otherwise, what happens is you end up wasting time explaining everything. Then they go back and try to explain it to somebody else, which they can't do. And then you never hear from them again. Total 
waste of time. Don't do it. If they do have somebody else, the appropriate time to get that other person on the phone, the decision maker is right then before you waste any time presenting anything. So let's get into the actual questions. Once we've identified that it is a good time and that I am talking to the decision makers, then we're going to go through a variation of these questions. That is, when are you looking to move? And you need to understand time frame. Is this an immediate deal that we're going to get paid on or is this a year down the road? What kind of payment are you looking for? What do you have set aside for a down payment? I want to know if they're of the mental mindset that they understand that they're going to have to actually put down a down payment. Is that money liquid and available now? And I want to know this for obvious reasons, because are we going to be able to get paid or do they have to liquidate securities, 401ks, sell cars, borrow money from mom and dad? Is the money liquid and available now? We want to know that information immediately. If the answer is yes, then I move on to fantastic. Where is it? Once again, I'm clarifying and I'm making sure that we understand, is this money in a bank account? Is it in, in the mattress? Or is this a 401k or securities or something else that you have to get from somebody else where you can't pay that money right now today immediately? If the answer is no, then once again, we want to find out why not. And is it going to be something that we can affect so that we don't waste a lot of time. If they don't have the requisite funds necessary for the down payment, then the next question that I'm going to ask is if they have a 401k. If the answer to that is yes, when we find out exactly how much money they have in the 401k, the very next question is going to be, are you vested in the 401k? Because in many cases, what will happen is buyers will have money in a 401k, but not understand that they have not fulfilled the vesting requirements to access that at 100%. In other words, there's you know two, three, four, five years of vesting required before they can access those funds. The reason that we ask about the 401k is because they can legally borrow against the 401k without taxation or penalty. It's a loan they pay back to themselves. And that those funds can be utilized for the down payment for the purchase of a home. And the contracts that we utilize, obviously, are bona fide purchases under the IRS installment sales contract guidelines. So it qualifies for that. And you will be able to get deals done that you otherwise would not have in understanding whether or not they have a 401k and if they're vested in the funds in the 401k. And in many cases, the buyers themselves don't know that they can borrow against the 401k without taxation or penalty for the use of a down payment on the purchase of a home. So to review, when are you looking to move? What kind of payment are you looking for? What do you have set aside for a down payment? Is that liquid and available now? Do you have a 401k? How much is in the 401k? Are you fully vested in the 401k? Now you have the answers that you need to understand whether or not you're dealing with a qualified prospect. And from there, you can move on to the rest of your presentation, feature benefit, the property, the program, the whatever type of deal it is that you're selling, and close. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. If you found any value in this podcast, please use our Give to Get method and take a moment to give us a five-star rating in iTunes and your favorite podcast service so we can keep giving you excellent episodes of real content you can use to profit today. 